Welcome to the Controlled Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Devin Cole, and we are here to discuss topics involving industrial process control optimization. I want to start by thanking Metso Flow Control Services and the Performance Solutions line of control optimization software and services for supporting this podcast. Together, we strive to be the top reliability and process optimization partner for our clients. Today, we're talking about collecting the right data for process control loop performance monitoring. In our first episode, we discussed the concept of control performance and defined it as a holistic program addressing various issues that impact the performance of industrial process controls. As a bit of review, there are three pillars to a control performance program. Process monitoring and the analysis tools, an organization to use those tools, and the work processes utilized by the organization to find and resolve performance issues. Today, I'm focusing on the software tools used to monitor and analyze industrial process control performance, or CLPM. Specifically, I want to talk about data utilized in monitoring and analysis efforts. I was recently reading the Industry 4.0 newsletter installment discussing cloud-based analysis systems for pulp and paper manufacturers. The author, Pat Dixon, makes the point that storing data in the cloud for analysis does not make much sense if the data are useless. In order to be useful, Dixon recommends ensuring instrumentation be well calibrated and well maintained, process control loops be well tuned, and analysis be done to the network infrastructure to ensure that it will not be overloaded by the data transfer. A control performance program is an excellent way to address these concerns, and the best way to kick off a control performance program is to install process control performance monitoring software. After ensuring your network infrastructure will handle the communications required, the next step is to specify the data acquisition. There are three common errors in setting up the data collection for CLPM. The first is collecting data at too low of a frequency. The second is allowing the data to be compressed before collection. And the third is not collecting the full complement of parameters that impact the performance of a control loop. One key question to answer in the design of your data collection is what frequency to gather the data. To ensure that a rich data set is coll collected for control analysis, the recommendation is to collect data as at high fr a frequency as possible. Typically, we set up flow and pressure data at a frequency of at least every two seconds, and if possible, every one second. For level and temperature data, a lower frequency could be utilized depending on your specific process dynamics. Our goal is to evaluate the full performance of the control loop, so we must be able to detect the variability and impacts of the process, such as significant oscillations. In addition to evaluating variability, we want to evaluate loop tuning. Therefore, high-frequency data acquisition is critical to achieving the highest level results from CLPM. I recently had a situation where data was collected at a 10-second frequency. Upon moving to a 1-second frequency, the character of a significant oscillation with the loop was fully shown. Prior to the change, oscillation was barely detected, but after the change, the oscillation in the source could be evaluated. This demonstrated clearly that a higher frequency gives better potential to deliver good results. In addition to the frequency of data collection, using compressed data also changes the character of the signals, often ruining the analysis and diagnostic potential. Compression is typically introduced at two different levels of data collection. Sometimes, particularly on older platforms, parameters will be set on a distributed control system to limit the reporting of data to the full system. Limitations come in two forms, typically, and they are a percentage of change and a forced refresh. 
The percentage of change limitation tells the system to only report a value, such as a process variable or controller output, if it changes more than a certain percentage. If the percentage is set too high, significant variability will be masked. The forced refresh tells the system to report a value for all parameters on a regular basis regarding, uh, regardless of the percentage change. If this value is set too low, this results in a slower refresh and again masks variability. Similar to the distributed control system parameters, data are often compressed going into a process historian. This is typically done to save hard drive space over the long term. However, this results in masking variability as discussed before, and therefore, if a process historian is used as the source for CLPM, the compression should be turned off or at least minimized. Keep in mind, the goal of a control performance program is to improve the process results. Masking variability reduces the effectiveness of the analysis tools, thus impacting the ability to achieve, to achieve the desired improvement. Just because we cannot see it does not mean it's not there. We need to be able to see it to analyze and reduce it. The final error that can impact the efficacy of a CLPM tool is to not collect all the parameters associated with a process control loop. It is typical to collect the process variable, set point, controller output, and control mode. However, there are more parameters that should be collected to fully analyze the impact of performance. To be able to fully evaluate variability and process impact, the PID and filter parameters should also be included in the data collection. There are other parameters available on the DCS that can be changed to impact controllers as well, and a software monitoring tool that includes collection and assessment of all these parameters provides the best opportunity to impact process performance. I do want to mention that it is possible to achieve basic improvements with less than perfect data collection. Basic process control surveillance has benefit potential. This can justify an improvement program using less than ideal conditions, but the higher level variability reduction and process control opportunities may be lost. As we talked about earlier, Dixon urges the importance of ensuring data are valuable prior to storing them in the cloud. Control performance is a great way to do that, and beyond this, a great process benefit can be gained through implementing a control performance program. No clouds needed. Just remember, effective analysis all starts with the data collection, so take the time and put in the effort to avoid the common pitfalls we discussed today. That's it for today's podcast. Please join us for our next podcast coming soon. Check out our Expertune Plant Triage Users Group on LinkedIn and send any questions about today's podcast to expertune.sales at mezzo.com. We hope you join us in the future. We are on iTunes, Google Play, and Player.fm as the Control Performance Podcast. Thank you.